can we get more into the meat side of things? Because yeah. I know nothing about meat other than <laughs> where Rebecca directs me to purchase. Yeah. So can you tell us, just give us an idea of how complex this industry is? Because I think one important part that people don't get to realize is the world is so, so complex. Yes. And if you choose... We're going to talk about meat right now, and that is something that people probably think about maybe like just at the grocery store, just as they're about to pick up the food. Yeah. And it is a world in which we're going to probably have a really good conversation on. And I just want people to understand that that is what goes into the behind the scenes of so many different worlds that we don't interact with. And we like to think of the world as a simple place. Yeah. And then we're about to talk about meat. And I'm guessing that that's going to be incredibly complex in comparison to thinking tenderloin yeah. or sirloin steak. Totally. Yeah. So I find it very interesting with society and we get that a lot is that people think all meat is the same. And that's very, very interesting when you think, okay, shoes, clothes, cars, houses, wines, everything. There's so many multi-levels of uh, a beginner wine, a high-end wine, you know, where are the grapes being produced? Well, you could say all wines are the same. They're all grapes. Well, some do apple wines or blueberry wines or stuff like that. So why is it that when it comes down to food that we think all food is the same, right? We have three different types of beef that we carry in our store from three different places. Um, we have a farmer that's in uh, up in Williams Lake there who um, they do grass-fed, grass-finished. It's all graze. It's all out there. Um, then we have one farmer that's in Agassiz and they do grass uh it's a grass-fed free range, and then we finish it off, which means the last um, two to four months we use uh, local barley and alfalfa hay. A uh, reason behind that is uh, it puts more fat on the on the outside of the beef, um, and then it gives more marbling. So that marbling is the fat on the inside, which gives it that juice and that flavor. So when you use barley, it kind of flushes out the gaminess from the grass. So you know how when you have hunting meat and stuff, if it's only grass-fed, it has a uh, like a little bit of a hay taste. Uh, that is that what they call the gaminess, which some people don't like. Um, if you were to hang age to beef and you have a grass-fed, grass-finished versus um, a grain-finished, you can only hang the grass-fed one for maybe 14, 21 days because there's no fat cover on the outside to protect it from the oxygen and moisture that's breaking down the meat. So, But if you have a nice fat cover on the outside, that is when you can hang age for... We do 21 to 35 days, but I've aged up to 60, 60 to 70 days on it um, because it is more protected. That fat helps keep it uh, insulated um, and that creates a tenderness. And then you have your AAA, we do a AAA certified Angus. So um, there are so many different types of AAA meat and people also think AAA meat should all be the same price. Um, so you have AAA meat, you have AAA, uh, um, like a silver rating meat that you can get, uh, which I've never kind of dabbled into that. And then you can also have, um, we have like a AAA certified Angus program. So they take one out of every four Angus beef that qualify for the um, perfect amount of marbling and um, tenderness and texture and stuff out of that. So only one out of every four AAA Angus beef make it to the program that we bring in. So you're looking at maybe 3% of the beef in Canada would fall into this category. And that's why you were saying with the steak, yes, it's more expensive, but all you do is salt and pepper. There's nothing in our store that is marinated. You don't need flavor 
in that you can have a dipping sauce or something, but if you have product that is is fed well, is treated well, um, that is wholesome in itself, you don't need a marinated product, right? We get that question all the time. Do you have a marinated product? I'm like, well, we have sauces that you can add to your product, but everything here, pork chops, chicken breasts, anything we have in the case, salt, pepper, little bit of olive oil, you could do rosemary and garlic. That's all you need to make an amazing meal. Um, so when you're looking at the AAA brands, there's multiple brands that you can have as well, like Cargill, XL, Harmony. Um, I've had different um, working in the grocery stores and on the plants, like I've inspected different qualities and each one of those are different ratings as well because it just comes down to the company and their rating system on what it is i can lift up a meat and just touch it and know okay this is actually more on the double a side versus the triple a because this one's firmer has more marbling more fat content this one is just you know doesn't have much to it right so that is um yeah that is when you want to just know that who you're buying for knows their product because that is a big thing. And if you're ever dissatisfied with something, bring it up, right? But um, we've had so many times where people will come in and they'll go, oh, that was an expensive steak, you know, and that was whatever. And then they'll come back and be like, that was the best steak I've ever had in my life. And because you can't get that in restaurants. I don't know any restaurant um, in the lower mainland that would have that certified Angus program product because the price is so high to get it in, right? So if a restaurant has to get in the steak for $12 or $14, and now they have to cook it and then have all the sides to it and then make their profit on top of it, you know, where are you going to start getting that, right? You, you, I've seen so many restaurants slip in quality because the beef prices have gone up so much. You know, they have doubled in the last two or three years. And, you know, we were we used to spend, you know, maybe... 1200 bucks 800 to 1200 bucks on a beef like on a full um beef there and now now you're looking at anywhere from 28 to 3200 dollars so it just depends on where you're getting your product what what is what is happening in the economy um you'll notice prime ribs always go up before christmas because it's not it's not the um person selling the shop that is making more money on that it is the companies that you're buying them from that keep increasing stakes always go up in the summer and then they always go up again at christmas time and that's just our cost goes up they know they make more money it's just like the oil industry what is that like to have to explain to people because i've had the tenderloins and they yeah. are I've I've been to the kegs, I've been to yeah. those places, and every time I can distinctively remember people saying like, oh, we're going to go here, you should try their steak, they have the best steak. And then I'd go and I'd try and bite into it, yeah. and I'd, it would take work and it would take chewing. And it yeah. was and I, I honestly thought <clears throat> I was just not a steak person because I was like, I don't like doing all this chewing, like this yeah. is weird and my mouth is exhausted. And yeah. like, I sincerely thought that was all steak. Or it comes out with the sauce. Yeah. So many places now, because the meat doesn't have marbling, it doesn't have its own unique flavor in it. So now they, they have au jus or sauces that they pour on your steak. I always tell, like I went to Vegas and I had like a five, or it was like a $50 steak with no sides. And I'm like expected to be blown out of the water with this thing. And I tried this thing and they come with the sauce and I said, no sauce. Like I'm just salt, pepper is all I need. I'm going to try it as is, right? It was cooked to perfection. 
but it was not near the quality that I've been used to. Yeah. And I'm like, how can you pay $50 for a steak and it, you're not serving your customer the highest quality of meat yeah. when you're in this type of a restaurant? I can imagine, yeah. especially because you're, that's what people expect when they go to us, like uh, when they're buying it for themselves is they're hoping that the quality is going to be better yeah. because that's in your mind what you expect. But if you go to Walmart yeah. and stuff, it's going to be worse than the restaurants right. in a lot of yeah. cases. And so you obviously offer this higher quality. What is that? Can you... We walk into the butcher and you start describing things. Can you just walk us through some of the different things that we would expect to see? Yeah. So um, we don't, I, I wanted to create an environment, um, which now some people label the meat spa, which is funny. So when I built the meat room, I love it so that the, the windows are um, completely down to the table. You go to so many places and all you see is the heads of the people cutting, but you're not allowed to see what they're cutting on the tables. I love to have it so like it's a wraparound. You can see the entire shop, everything that's being made in the deli. Uh, the only thing that we don't have visible is the dish pit because no one wants to see people washing dishes or whatever. Um, but the the meat room, like how cool is it when uh, a customer comes in and they're like, oh, can I get a, a T-bone? And you go to cut it for them and they're like, oh, no, I want it bigger. And then I can adjust the saw or whatever and cut it and then trim it up right in front of them. And they're looking at that steak like that was prepared just for me. You know, like you can't get that in most places. All, a lot of the grocery stores now don't even cut their meat. They don't cut their meat at all. They don't have insurance for like people to be using the bandsaws. They don't actually have butchers on hand. They have people that label product and put it on their shelf. And I know because one of my jobs, I used to be the one that just cuts on this conveyor belt and we cut all the product that then gets shipped out to all the grocery stores, right? And then so it, you can't just always say, oh, do you have something that you can cut me in the back that has like, you know, a nice fat cap on it or, or something or something unique. You know, we get people all the time that come in with... um Brazilian cuts or turduckins or, you know, something unique and they think they're going to stump me or something. And some of them, I have no idea. I've never heard of it because every country calls a meat a different thing, right? So I just have to look and I'm like, oh yeah, that's this cut or, you know, um, but to be able to perform that for someone and that service um, is what brings me joy. Like I love being able to prep something or, or watch people just be like so enthralled when you're like, just uh, when you see someone cutting with a knife that's been doing it for so long, it's like you're painting with a, a, a brush, you know, like it's just, you're, it's so uh, fluid, you know, when you're doing it. So um, it becomes an artwork. And I love taking a piece of meat that someone's like, oh, that doesn't look good because it has like the really black outside to it because it's been dry aged. And they're like, oh, that doesn't look good. And, the, and then you cut them like just you take a eighth of an inch of that black off that's been aging and then they see the color and the richness of the meat on the inside and it's just like that is what i'm talking about yeah you know you can't get that anywhere else because the reason why people don't hang age is because you are not making money on the blood weight right if i just put something on the shelf and cry back it in a bag it's not going to lose its weight so when i sell it whatever but when you hang age you're losing like 12 to 18 percent of your weight that has to be made up in the price, right? That's why there's a price difference, that tenderness. We don't use any needles or gas or any form of tenderizing for a product. It's just naturally done. <music> 